Hey everyone, this is Andrew Alexander from Creating a Vegan World Documentary. In this episode, I'm interviewing with Sally Malanga, who is the founder of Echo Bella and A Vegan Beauty, where we talk about the vegan skincare and beauty industry. So I'm really interested in learning different aspects of the vegan movement, and that's why I'm putting the series together. So I really hope you like this interview because I learned a lot from her. So I'm Sally Malanga. I founded Echo Bella, uh, one of the world's first cruelty-free companies uh, in and around the year 2000. And just recently, we founded a vegan beauty, which adds to the um, animal rights stance that we have for doing socially responsible business by contributing a skincare line and a beauty supplement. And it's something I've taken for myself. I created this supplement for myself many years ago. And I think the time is right to share it with other people because if people who are really pursuing beauty are only using creams, uh, they only have half a system. So you've got to do things for your, your good health on the inside of your body in order for it to radiate, radiate out on the outside of your body. That's amazing to hear. Like when I started my business, it's for myself as well, because outside of this, I'm doing, it has artichoke leaf extract and naturally lowers cholesterol. And I started getting high cholesterol. I didn't want to take pills. So I love when I hear founders, they start companies based on their own problems, as well as other people share the same struggles and they jump on board. So it's a really great way to start. I love it. Then um, do you want to talk about the world of animal ingredients, animal testing on products, and just kind of like the big problem in the world that you're solving outside just with your consumers? Right. Well, the big problem is that most consumers don't realize that the beauty industry is one of the world's largest purchasers of animal slaughterhouse products. And I can share the ingredients if, you, if consumers want to look on their labels to see. Uh, collagen, of course, comes from the skin and bones of cows, pigs, chickens, and fish. And then there's things like elastin, keratin, those are proteins, fats, stearic acid, um, tallow that would be in candles, let's say, also comes from animal fats. And so there's, there's quite a number of ingredients that are used in beauty products that are buried in the labels that people who care about animals, once they know, they would not want to purchase these products. So being a formulator and someone who cares very much about animals, I serve on the board of directors of Friends of Animals and primarily primates. Uh, so these um, practices are very important to me to be rigorous about what goes into a product. And take collagen, for example, uh, it's all the rage. Women are taking these, you know, the, this collagen powder. They get these giant plastic tubs of it at the health food store or online. And uh, they, they mix, uh, like one woman I, I spoke to uh, a few weeks ago, she puts a tablespoon of it in her coffee every morning thinking she's doing something wonderful. Her, her skin is going to be great and maybe even her joints will improve, but actually you don't 
solve your wrinkling skin problems by taking animal collagen powder. Your body doesn't recognize it and say, oh, I need to put this on the wrinkles of my face. It could put it on your tush. It could put it in your feet. It's just a protein. Your body breaks it down and it puts it anywhere that it feels it should go in the body. So uh, that's the problem. And it is a $15 billion industry, unfortunately. Um, destroying animals' lives. It's destroying people's lives um, because it's very unhealthy as well. It could be toxic. It could have heavy metals, pesticides, hormones, antibiotics in it. It's not something you want to just ingest lightly. Uh, so, um, and the, the health of the planet, of course, with climate change, um, animal husbandry and factory farming is, as we all know, that's why we're all vegan. Um, is destroying the planet. It's destroying the forest. It's destroying the climate. So we're tackling our little corner of this. Uh, I created a certain product called NutraChic. It is to compete with and do better for people than these cheap animal collagen powders. And it's very interesting because we use cell culture technology, but from the sea, from algae. And the color of the product is bright red. Why? Because the deeply pigmented plant nutrients like lutein, lycopene, astaxanthin, which comes from sea algae and the others, uh, tomatoes or marigolds are bright orange, yellow, and red. And uh, your body has a natural intelligence. It knows to pick up these carotenoids, think of carrots, and put them where? Right under the skin and in your eyes, right in the tip of your nose, because that is what's sticking out in the sun the most. So collagen doesn't necessarily do that. Collagen will go anywhere. But these nutrients, along with super vitamin E that we use, builds up under your skin. And so what's breaking down your collagen? The sun. So as the sun hits you, it's like an apple turning brown. It's oxidizing you, it's breaking you down, it's giving you wrinkles and your skin is sagging and it's becoming dehydrated. So when you can protect your skin from the inside, your skin will look better for years. I mean, vegans look younger in general, but a supplement like this, I just fell in love with it. I just think it's so smart. And so I made it years ago for myself and I figured now the time is right that consumers would understand and be looking for something better for their beauty routines that don't harm animals. So that's why we have this product and it's uh, in a powder form so it's easy to take because we realize people might be sick of taking pills. I know I am. I do. I take a lot of them, but uh, I wanted to just put all eight of these nutrients in a drink and be able to drink it. And it's delicious. And I know that it's building up under my skin. So do you know what else causes the breakdown of, of collagen, ironically? Eating yeah. brown meat, eating brown meat, eating hamburgers, eating steaks eating cheese, eating sugar. 
So all these people that think eating animal products to help build up their collagen and make their skin look younger, they're actually harming themselves. So there's something called in the science, well, the science, if you're interested in the science, it's called an advanced glycation end product. So sugar and the browned aspect of meat interferes with collagen. So if you see older people and they have sort of a, a tic-tac-toe look on their skin of etched in wrinkles, that's because the collagen has cross-linked. It's no longer separated in a nice strands. It's rigid and it's cross-linked and you can visibly see that so that that is the effect of eating animals it's karmic you actually harm yourself definitely it's funny you're saying how there's natural ways internally do it with everything with the collagen replacement so i'm more familiar with the plant-based foods industry i interviewed a vegan interior designer where there's the big lobbying organizations and the marketing arm behind the dairy industry for example they say you need milk, you need dairy, you need these products. Is it the same way in your industry where I guess the reason why that started in the first place, is it because probably marketing and everything else where you don't actually need collagen? Is that, do you think that's true? I think a lot of YouTubers uh, and a lot of paleo people you know, follow the paleo diet, meat and vegetables, they picked up on this. And so they think that eating pure collagen is beneficial in some way, but they're just in denial about it. And I just, I think it's spread, you know, word of mouth. I don't think there's any big industry push like in the dairy industry, although you make an interesting point. It's, it seems to be from the ground up and from experts, so-called experts who are promoting this along with the paleo diets. So people who are vegan, I, you know, of course they don't have a collagen drink. They can't participate in this. So we created ours for them and for flexitarians and for people, you know, to wake up, all others to wake up to what they're doing to themselves because um, you know the simple answer is they don't really understand it. And but once they do, I think that they'll switch over and become more plant-based. And this is just another angle to that. And then some people think by taking uh, they're getting grass-fed collagen powder, so they somehow justify it that way. But that, that's no better than you know anything else from you know the exploitation uh, animal industry. Definitely, I was just telling people the other day before I went vegan, it just didn't click in my mind where I bought grass-fed beef thinking it's better because it's advertised as healthier. But once you go on the other side of the fence, I've been vegan for a while, I clearly see the exploitation as well as the environmental aspect of it. Do you want to talk about the sustainable organic non-GMO side of what you do? We believe strongly that GMOs are untested, they're unsafe. They were, you know, they were designed to manipulate crops in order for the crops to withstand heavy herbicide use. So we're part of the no GMO movement. We want nothing to do with that. And we, in fact, we'd like to stamp it out if possible by promoting organic. 
and um, that's what we would do. Uh, as far as organic is concerned, you know, we I believe in the purity of uh, organic uh, farming. I believe that it is also uh, sucking out carbon from the atmosphere. Uh, another name for organic farming is, is becoming uh, well-known, which is regenerative farming. And that could be the number one way of sucking carbon back into the soil. The soil is critical. So the more ways in which we as a beauty company can buy our ingredients from organic farmers, the more we benefit them and the more we benefit the planet. So anything that we can buy organic, and, and we were one of the first ones to do so, uh, we do. So uh, for example, organic aloe, the, some of the organic, uh, many organic oils that we use in our body lotions. I mean, we treat it like as though it's food. And so uh, we always choose uh, ingredients like coconut oil, sweet almond oil, sunflower oil, they're all organic. So I know that they're pure and they come from suppliers who care about their customers enough to make that effort to grow that way. And uh, I know that they'll be much more beneficial to our customers, even though they're more expensive, it's worth it. Cheap food is not worth it at all. It's hazardous to our health. Definitely might seem better in the short run, but long term, that's when the real consequences come out. It's interesting. I'm seeing a pattern where, as a business, you're choosing to go the sustainable route and all the things you just talked about. Where I just in, um, next week, I'm going to interview a cafe here in Australia where I'm staying. Hmm. And they're talking about how they try to keep away from plastic waste. They have different things like they use sugarcane pulp for their coffee cups instead of plastic. They reuse their fresh pressed juice pulp into their baked goods, the coffee grounds. They get donated to another company for uh, or kombucha type thing. So they're all about that. And when I speak to the chef, she was saying how it's really the suppliers they go to for some products. They still put plastics and everything. And it's really the higher up at the business levels, us making these decisions. It's really, that's where the big changes really make. And a lot of things are outside of consumers controls. Um, so it's really great to see consumers, businesses, and our suppliers making that that big shift as well. Well, I like to say that my life can be 10 times harder sometimes because not only do I seek out these ingredients that are grown responsibly, um, but I also do that in my personal life as well. So if I want to rent a car, it's got to be electric, which means I got to search 10 times harder for the right place that has an electric vehicle, right? Or um, if um, a company ships me something and they're using styrofoam peanuts, I have to call the company and complain or write to them. So I do that. Um, there's also, you know, I buy cucumbers or I get cucumbers uh, and I would never pick one, but they come to me this way for my salads and they're wrapped in plastic, they're shrink wrapped. So that means writing to the store and saying, please do not shrink wrap your cucumbers. I mean, we have to make that effort to, to speak out even where we think we have no control. And I have gotten responses, I, I have. So, but it takes more than just 
one voice, obviously, we have to all be united in not just not buying it, but also writing to them. Definitely. One thing, yeah, one thing I have to say is when I first started, our, um, before I started Echo Bella, my first campaign uh, as an animal rights activist was when I met a woman who snuck a camera into the laboratories at Gillette. And we went to the mall and we got postcards and we, we had consumers sign the postcards and say, I won't buy from you Gillette unless you stop animal testing. Nothing scares a company more than when consumers start complaining. They will change their policies immediately. They are very concerned about consumer opinion. And I know from running a business too, when a consumer complains here, we all listen, we all try to figure out how to fix it. And it, you know, what they say and think is very important to us. Our reputation is very important to us. And I think it is for other companies, but if they can hide what they're doing or get away with it, they will. So that's why speaking out and exposing those practices, whether it's palm oil or, um, overuse of plastics, microbeads is a huge problem. Microbeads in these big companies putting all this, um, these teeny tiny plastic balls in their skin cleansers. How stupid is that? And it goes down the drain and out into the ocean. To me, that's, a, that's a, um, an ecological crime. They should have been charged with a crime. Instead, whatever they, they started to ban, I mean, government started to ban those products. But that those are, you know, those are the things we need to be complaining about loud and clear. Absolutely. And even myself, like I worked with vegan businesses in the past. One of them, it's the packaging had a little booklet inside it saying how plant-based helps animals, health, the environment. And it came with eight units in one container, but there's too much packaging for each. So even us trying to do our best, we weren't really brought to awareness of this until multiple customers said the same thing. So even in instances of companies trying to do the right thing, when enough customers reach out to them saying, hey, I love your product, but if you can make these types of changes, that led us to resolving that problem, getting rid of the extra packaging, and then putting an eco-friendly lunchbox with it. So different things like that, even if it's not considered complaining, this constructive criticism, everybody should speak up with the companies because it helps even when they're doing the right thing. Absolutely correct. I totally agree with that approach. And one more thing that uh, you mentioned, there's a company I met with one of the investors in it yesterday where it's the plastic wrap company, but it's completely biodegradable or compostable where after 180 days in a compost, it completely breaks down. So he just said he invested in that. So it's really cool seeing other products in the market do these things. Yeah, we spent, we spend night and day looking for compostable packaging, more so than recyclable packaging. We want it to disappear. And it's just starting to come onto the market and we're going to be utilizing it. Otherwise we package in glass. They do have plastic tops. It's very hard to find compostable plastic tops for bottles. I would love it. it I mean, I'm telling you, we spend hours a week looking for, for vendors and calling vendors and saying, you know, can you make this for us? And so at some point it will happen. This is why companies like ours need to band together. All of, all of these socially responsible companies 
now all of a sudden I'm seeing it happen as more and more people say they want to do something with this plastic. It's all over the place. Absolutely. And people listen to this, like entrepreneurs, innovators, like as I do these interviews on this YouTube channel and for my documentary, so many opportunities pop up for somebody who might want to start an eco-friendly or vegan business. Like you just said, the plastic caps, um, making a bio or compostable version, like right. just listing those things. And there's at least 20 different business ideas on this channel that I came across, but <laughs> it's too much for one person to, to tackle. So <laughs> I encourage anyone listening to jump on board, anything exciting or interesting you're seeing in the future. I'm a, I'm a real ingredient maven. And so what's exciting or what's coming are things that we're already using and the processes of bio, um, bio regeneration uh, for sea algae is most fascinating to me. One of the ingredients that I absolutely love is astaxanthin. I mentioned it before. It's what salmon eat when they, when they eat the algae and salmon turn pink, it's because the algae is delivering astaxanthin to their skin. So salmon are pink because they're being protected from the ultraviolet light. Same with flamingos. That's why they're pink. They're, they're filled with astaxanthin. Shrimp and lobster are the same. So you can see it working in nature. And some smart scientists in Israel and other places, we happen to get ours from Israel, um, captured the sea algae and are growing it in big tubes in the desert. So you see all these giant red tubes that are actually sequestering carbon. They're not taken from the sea anymore. They're just, they now reproduce on their own and creating this, this fantastic bright red, very nutritious, more powerful than vitamin C nutrient that builds up under your skin and protects you from aging and also helps every organ of your body from uh, from inflammation um, to um, helping your arteries and your heart. So it's just a fantastic ingredient. And I think there's going to be more and more like that coming in the future. And the other interesting thing that happened uh, in skincare for us that we embraced is an old technology actually. And that is encapsulating all these very precious nutrients in the jars of cream. So Whereas most companies put the vitamins in the jar of cream, but they degrade over time. They're so precious and they're so susceptible to air and light that they degrade and then the consumer doesn't get the benefit. So we take the extra step of sending the astaxanthin, the lutein, lycopene, CoQ10, and other very um, volatile, um, precious nutraceuticals out for encapsulation in liposomes, essentially. So they're in trillions of liposomes and they're put back in the jar and they're protected in time release. So that's, that's actually some high tech vegan science. And, you know, I love that. Uh, and that's a really good benefit to consumers as well. And I, I think that they just need to understand it. And I'm happy to explain it to them. It's amazing that things I wouldn't even think about. Then uh, the other thing you talk about is like the different colors of the food, how they have different effects. And I never really, I know I'm getting into healthier eating. I didn't really notice that. So it's cool how 
to research that, but that could be a topic for a different day. Um, one more question before getting to the vegan launch that you're doing. Um, your typical customers, or I think myself, is it mostly females or their products that work well for males also for men? Our products work great for men. <laughs> so uh, men have skin, men are affected by sunlight, right? So we love having men customers, but I have to be honest, 90% of our customers are women because there's this idea that men have to have packaging that's black or something like that, right? Um, but our, our products are definitely unisex and they are for those who have a little bit higher level of standard. They don't wanna just slap any old stuff on their skin. They actually read the label. They wanna know what's in it. They wanna feel safe. They want chemicals on them. And those are the people that we serve all day long who call our company and they're worried about, you know, the preservatives or, or you know, they're worried about any chemical ingredient that's typically used in commercial products. And we don't use them. We've researched this heavily and we've, we've really isolated the highest quality plant-based materials for these special customers. Do you want to talk more about what you're now with the vegan launch and anything else you want to add? So I realized that I needed to get the word out more about all the great technology that we call vegan science that's used in our products, the great mission to uh, remove animals from these kinds of products and that many consumers would be interested if they only knew uh, what we were doing. And so, but we needed money for to do that. So I, um, over the many years of my running these businesses, as a woman, I was never able to raise money. I was turned down all the time. And I found out recently only 2% of uh, capital, venture capital goes to women. So I realized you know, I was in that category that was just starved for cash. And um, instead of giving up, I just went searching for someone who might feel differently. And I met Mark Winstein of Vegan Launch. And we chatted and he said, so would you like to work with me? And I said, sure would. Uh, he's launching um, his own platform, the world's first vegan equity crowdfunding platform. And we are the first vegan company to launch a fundraising campaign to sell shares in our company on that site. And by doing so, we're opening up this, this great doorway of opportunity for consumers to help build the plant-based economy. They can join in, they don't have to be on the sidelines. They can join in, they can buy shares in our company for as little as $100 investment. And they can uh, join us in being part of a great movement and a great mission that really is going to save the planet because it's, it's the only way we're going to sequester carbon. And it's the only way we're going to stay healthy as human beings. And the only way we're going to respect animals is to support vegan businesses. Vegan is not a religion. It's an ethic 
that respects every living being's right to happiness. And when we hold that as our standard, you know, I like to say we have a high, we answer to a higher calling. You know, we don't make excuses. We say we will not harm animals and we're going to show how we can have a fantastic, abundant life and make a profit by not doing exactly that, not harming animals for ourselves. So vegan launch is, is an exciting time for us. And I just can't wait to meet all the people that are going to join the movement and support our company and support all the others that are going to be launching there and being mentored by Mark. I was also mentored with, with his skills and his knowledge. He helped me understand how to raise money, what it all meant. And I am just absolutely thrilled to be partnering with Vegan Launch. In fact, I invested in that platform myself. That's how much I believe in it. And that's how much I want to support vegan businesses too. That's amazing. Yeah. As people are watching this, the previous interview on my channel is with Mark from Vegan Launch. And we've been talking pretty much every couple of days with what he's doing. And it's really great to see his vision of hundreds, if not thousands of vegan companies, get the funding, the mentorship, and I'm throwing ideas out to him as well, where I'm talking with vegan marketing agencies to really bring in an ecosystem. So let's say your company gets funded, then find vegan marketers who could help support your growth and put all the pieces together and grow the vegan economy that way. So I'm talking to Mark a lot, and it's really great that you invested in that. So if all the wonderful listeners that you have would like to learn more, and they would like to get some samples of our products and try it out for themselves, they should go to aveganbeauty.com and sign up and we'll be in touch or also go to uh, veganlaunch.com and take a look at our investment offer as well. Great, and I'll put all the links to everything in the description of the YouTube video if you're watching it there. So just click the links, it's easy access to everything and great, thank you.